We've got Jerry Depoto is with us right now. He joins us on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. And first of all, Jerry, I want to say thanks for joining us on what is an exceptionally busy time for you. Oh, you got it. Glad to do it. Well, I think we'll start out by asking just the the, the, the rationale behind the trade of Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero who had been designated for assignment and getting getting back a, a veteran pitcher as well as Abraham Toro. What, what, what prompted you guys to make that move? Uh, well, a couple of things. You know, one, it's, I'm a little surprised that it took people by surprise. <laughs> you know, this mm-hmm. is, we, we have been talking about this in just this way for, for quite some time, you know, on this show and, and, uh, you know, in, in most of our connection with the public. So I, I, I don't know that it should be a shocking move. We went in with the intent to, to find ways to make our present club better while addressing, you know, our future needs as well. And, and there are still multiple days left in this trade deadline. You know, this is one snapshot in what we hope is a bigger picture, uh, some of which was later filled in by acquiring Tyler Anderson. But, you know, we made that move because we had an opportunity to acquire a player we thought had everyday ability. And, you know, Abraham Toro is, is roughly what we do with the Mariners. You know, Mitch Hanniger, Ty France. Luis Torres, J.P. Crawford, the 20-somethings that, that are blocked in their organizations who we provide opportunity, it's, it's been a really good recipe for us. And, and we felt like Abraham fit in that, in that model or mold, and, and we, we took the chance. And, and we believe that, that we're going to be able to, to improve our team in other ways as we move forward. And, and we definitely feel like we made a change in the way our future looks, which is a positive thing. Jerry, Ryan Divish had an article in the Seattle Times that described the very emotional response from the clubhouse to Graveman's departure, a guy that they clearly felt very, very, um, they had very strong feelings for. Were you, and if you've seen the article, were you caught off guard by some of the really strong comments, angry comments that seemed to be coming out of the clubhouse in said piece? Uh, I did see the piece and, and caught off guard would probably be the wrong, wrong way to reference it. You know, part of how I feel or how I work is to give people room to, to feel the way they want to feel. And, you know, we're, we're living in a particularly emotional time and, you know, and Kendall's a great guy. He's a particularly emotional guy. So I'm not entirely shocked that there would be an emotional response to his departure. So, my, my general take on it is, you know, give people the space to work it out on their own. And, you know, we, they're professionals. This, this is part of the game. Uh, we all know that. And one of the things that I, that, that I want to go back and stress is we're doing the things that we were committed to doing. You know, if, at the end of the 2018 season, we started our rebuild, you know, termed it a step back, you know, or at least someone publicly blessed at that. And the goal was, you know, within two or three seasons to return to a contending position, you know, with a, a younger, more flexible and sustainable roster. And, and I think we, we've actually done a nice job of, of answering that. You know, here we are two years later in a very similar window of contention to where we were when, when we started that, that process. And, and I feel like it's going very well. And we don't want to deviate from the plan we laid out. Jerry Depoto's with us. I'd add to that, Jerry, because in some ways, the, the 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 seeing this team start to succeed at this at, at this rate and and make a climb to where you're nine games above 500 and had won three of four against the A's, 
is testament to that, and you're kind of continuing with the process. How does how does clubhouse culture, how does how does establishing and preserving culture sort of inform or or, or come to bear on the decisions you make going forward? Uh, it's a big deal, you know, and and it's always difficult to try to find. I, I think I've I've termed it just this way when asked this question leading into the deadline. You know, we're walking a very sensitive line between how to balance our needs for present and and our continued desire to get better in the future. And and clubhouse chemistry is one of the most important, you know, and perhaps the most important thing we'll do. Uh, and it's a I there's but you're not going to please everyone. And you know, I, I, I guess my, my general thought would be give them time to, to have whatever reaction they want to have. And my guess is it's not 26 players reacting in a negative way. Many might understand what, what we're trying to achieve here. And, and hopefully, you know, Abraham Toro and Joe Smith are able to acclimate quickly. It seems to have gone well on the field the first couple of days and, and we'll get through it. But now, I, I, I know Joe. He's a wonderful human. Uh, he, too, has great leadership qualities. And uh, and, I, and we really think these guys will, will work well with our group. This, you know, I, and I will say this time about a year ago, you know, last year's trade deadline, we had a very similar reaction from a couple of the veteran players in the clubhouse when we traded uh, Austin Nola to the San Diego Padres. And, you know, and at, this, at that time when we acquired, you know, some players who weren't too dissimilar from Abraham Toro and, and – you know, the, the place in their career and, and who they were and how we thought they'd fit in. And it didn't take very long for, for our players to warm up to, to the new guys, so to speak, and, and understand why we chose the route we did. And I, I would go back and make that trade 100 times out of 100, and, and I feel like a year from now we're going to have the same feeling about this one. Abraham Toro has homered in, in both of his first two games uh, as a Mariner. L- looking ahead, you, we're also talking about a trade deadline process that's not completed. You still got time left before the end of the trade deadline. I'm seeing a report now uh, from the MLB Network that you, the, the that there are teams, the Chicago White Sox, are getting close to acquiring Cesar Hernandez. Um, what what's left out there for you guys? Do you expect there are going to be more deals done here in the next 24 to 48 hours? Yeah, we're working it. You know, not sleeping a whole lot here these last yeah. couple of days, but. You know, it's a, it's been a very active time for us. We're, you know, we are connected with a number of teams. We're trying to improve our, our club in any way we can. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, when, when you make moves, someone comes in, someone has to go out, whether to another organization or, or to, to the minor league. So, you know, it's a, we're not done with, uh, with any type of turbulence and we'll continue to find ways to improve. And we, and we feel like that's possible here in these next two days. That's always been part of our plan. Uh, you know, if I had a, a, a thing I would like to change about the way the week has gone for us, you know, we played a wonderful homestand. You know, I hated the timing of the, the mm-hmm. trade with Graveman, but the piece that, that gets lost in the wash and that, that many, including our players, just won't understand is, you know, Rafael Montero was actually part of that trade <laughs> and, yep. and, uh, and not an insignificant part to the Houston Astros. And, and they wanted Montero. And, and that was the, the conversation we were having that ultimately led to uh, the Kendall Graveman Montero combo and, and the, the, the return that we received. And Rafael Montero had to be traded by Monday. Otherwise, he had to go on waivers the following day. And 
you know, it was just too good an opportunity to pass up for us uh, and, and what it meant for the Mariners' future. And that's my job, is to make sure that we're always in, in a healthy position now and as we move forward. And I'll continue to do that the best I can. You've got an infielder and maybe a infielder of the future, a third base or something along those lines. You've got in Tyler Anderson, another pitcher who came to you after things fell apart with another trade between uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So there's a starting pitcher, there's an infielder. I'd imagine with Graveman gone that the, the bullpen is something that you guys are looking to address. I guess where would you prioritize what you want to acquire over the next 30 hours or so? Like anyone else who's currently looking to to add at this time, we're focused most on the pitching. But you know, do feel like giving. I've stressed this over and over. Giving continued opportunity to our young players is really critical to our growth, and we don't want to stop that. Uh, and you can never have too much pitching. So you know, if that be in the rotation, if that be in the bullpen, you know, that would be priority number one. And if we can find a bat, we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can to do both those things: improve the pitching and, and add to the offense. The bat might be a little bit of a tougher fit because as we get Jake Fraley back this week, and as we get Kyle Lewis back, hopefully in, in a week or two, there's just not going to be a ton of opportunity. So we have to be creative in how we make that happen. But uh, those are things that we're focused on, and if we see opportunity, we're gonna we're gonna take advantage because that's what this time of year is about. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this, but, you know, it's just us three right here. It's just Danny. It's me. It's it's you, Joe. Sure. Are, there, are there any trades that you've made that we can, you know, discuss among friends and maybe you can announce here? <laughs> no, I, I wish there were. There there are multiple, <laughs> multiple that we're talking through uh, almost minute by minute. But, yeah, nothing nothing that I would say is even imminent. But, you know, hoping to make progress on, on one or two today and, and do feel confident that minimally by tomorrow we're going to be able to to add a little bit here, which is uh, going to be another positive and, and what's been a generally positive season. It's been a great season and a great homestand with four and three. Uh, Jerry, I do want to just say, I, I really appreciate how forthright you are over the course of this time and letting us see the, the rationale and the process and coming out to talk through uh, some of the decisions. I know it helps me understand the, the process that you're you're using to to guide this franchise going forward and I know I speak for our listeners when I say that so I just want to say thank you very much because it, it it is it's very useful for us and I feel like we've gotten tremendous insight into how and why you're doing the the moves that you're doing and why we're seeing this team take the steps that it is I appreciate it and I'm always glad to do it guys <laughs>